and welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. My name is Abhishek and joining me over the phone is T. Surender, the associate editor at Forbes India. Hi, Suri. Good to have you back. Morning, Abhishek. Last time we spoke about uh, the Toyota Etios, uh, you and uh, your colleague Ashish Mishra had joined in. And this time it's the Tatas. So what's the cover story about, Suri? The cover story is about Tata's telecom business. They are one of the strong contenders to be a big player in the market. But at this moment, it appears that they're struggling. And therefore, we were writing about how Tata's will make it. Will they make it in the business or not? And that is, in short, the story. Right. Ratan Tata, in uh, many of his uh, press conferences, is very comfortable talking about his businesses like his hotel chain or the passenger car or Tata Steel, for that matter. But... Your article strongly seems to suggest that, you know, his telephony business is giving him too many headaches. So in an industry which is booming, uh, why is Tata not doing fairly well as compared to its competitors? See, before we talk about the profitability of the business, we must understand that telecom is a business where gestation periods run between five to seven years minimum. And the investments that are required are fairly large and it runs into billions of dollars. And therefore, it is, not, it is not abnormal even for, you know, big names like the Tatas or Birlas or Reliance to make losses in the short term. And therefore, it is not abnormal that the Tata business also started off with losses. But in the case of the Tata Telecom business, mm-hmm. it's essentially about the way they went about the business. And internally, they have had to contend with a lot of regulations that did not seem to be in their favor and unfairly so. Naturally, when... Uh, like for instance... Know, yeah, like for example, allocation of spectrum. You know, spectrum is is a very, very important commodity for telecom companies. It's very scarce. A lot of government departments hold it, like the defense, several petroleum companies or any company which has been allocated spectrum in the past hold it and they're not vacating that real estate, right? right? So telecom companies want that spectrum. And since the government subsequently allowed a lot of players to get in, it had to find spectrum to give all these companies. So the early companies somehow got spectrum as and when they asked for it because there was no rule or no feeling at that time about how expensive or how important spectrum is. And therefore, when the Tatars came to the scene and they did not get adequate spectrum, for example, they've got the GSM license, but they don't have spectrum in Delhi which is a very important market. They don't have spectrum in 39 other circles like Jaipur, not circles, um, districts like Jaipur or Patna in Bihar, where business is fairly strong and they need to be there. And and in the other business, you know, Tata, you know, has got two technologies. It's got the the CDMA technology. It has also got the GSM technology. And uh, the government did not, for some reason, have a progression for the CDMA technology. For example, in Delhi, they don't know how to carry forward their business because they just can't get CDMA spectrum. And that, that is true for almost all of India. You have a business which is running, but there's no way the government can give you spectrum or bring it from somewhere. And therefore, you don't know what to do with your business. So, Right. And also the fact that the CDMA market is growing at only 2%, which uh, also says that you know too much investment in that particular business might not reap enough uh, proportionately so that you could get profitable over time. But but, uh, Suri, what are the business reasons? Uh, like I also quote from your article that Tata's have been half-hearted about their business as compared to you know companies such as Reliance, which went the whole hog. 
there must be a few business reasons as well right for tatas not making it even coming to terms with just making enough money to keep their wheels going again we have to separate the two businesses that is the cdme business and the gsm business okay. if you look at the way they have grown the gsm business it's been spectacular to say the least i mean they've got almost some 40 million customers in 18 months or so and there you see a clear clarity of vision that you know the sales force has gone ahead and created those numbers which they have been hoping for a very long time whereas in your cdme business which was the early business that they started around 2003 2004 when they first you know started the mobility business it appeared that there were no strong leadership i mean they had very quick leadership changes at the top and there didn't seem to be a clear focus as to what to do at some point of time they promoted the walkie which is the limited roaming thing then they wanted to promote data cards and then the numbers that they were adding on the ground for the cdma business were very slow okay. so it appeared that they did not have you know a coherent strategy or a coherent leadership at the top and therefore you felt that some of the steps that they took were not as focused as competition was and that's why i say half hearted otherwise you know they are in the business mr ratan that has always said that he is committed to the cdma business and he still believes that it is a much much better technology than gsm that was his words but if you translate it to what happened on the ground you felt that something was not right somewhere for them to not get those numbers say perhaps reliance was getting because reliance is also in the cdma business true and mr ratan tata he seems to be mixed with a few other players and he has gone all out and out in the press to uh, if if not condemn or at least make comments against uh, mr rajiv chandrashekar how close do you think is this project to tata's heart now we we've seen how uh, when tata nano was close to his heart it had a very successful launch tata steel even when indigo was launched it was a grand success because it was close to ratan tata's heart so Uh, how close is this particular project which has been in the losses for a while i wouldn't be able to put my finger on which is his favorite business but if i have covered the group for quite some time and if i know what he likes i think he likes the automobile business quite a bit and he is very involved in everything from the indica to the nano but even in this business he apparently attends all the technology meetings with the japanese i mean he attended one last september and there's going to be another meeting in may mm-hmm. in japan where the tokomo chief will be there to address what sort of steps they should take to introduce new you know uh, mobile services in india so he takes an active interest and he he seems as a person who doesn't use technology but people inside the company in the technology company call him a technology geek he doesn't sort of restrict himself the business but he thinks of what will this technology do in the future and he tries to imagine devices services and therefore he's considered a technology geek and therefore i would believe that since he chose the cdms technology for the, the tata teleservices right. he would be extremely interested to see that this business which is a really retail business for the tatas the means all over india because of the presence of telecom mm-hmm. it will be very very close to him and he would like to see that this business actually performs delivers for many reasons because it is it's a very retail business the name is all over and it is one business where a common man can actually feel the service business of the tatas right and and talking about the the future uh, business or things that will work in the future now mobile number portability has just been introduced and i had initially thought that this is something that might help a player like a tata docomo wherein they just don't have to go out and seek new customers but perhaps the existing customers retaining that same numbers can switch to a tata docomo 
But right. the article says otherwise. So it's like owning a certain brand of car for several years. So if another car company is going to say even introduces a good model in India, hmm. they're certainly not going to get the numbers as they start their business. So what the Tata Group is doing is that they understand what is happening. So they have constituted a special team of sales guys who will sell or who will go and try and attract these customers, these post-paid big billing customers from others. They understand the problem. It's not going to be an overnight change. Nobody is just going to change a service provider just like that. Right. And also the fact that uh, if I am having a mobile connection with a market leader, with Tata Docomo right down at 4th or 5th, I might not switch to a Tata Docomo. So I have got other options too. That's, that's something that uh, will cross my mind as a customer. Uh, and also your article says something interesting. It says that Tata Docomo has a, a 1,800 megahertz frequency band, yeah. which yeah. isn't the best for voice clarity when it's competing with others. So, well, that's something that I didn't know as a customer, but now I do. This article has been researched with, with lots of facts, figures, and quotes. Uh, how, how long does it take you sorry, to compile and to sculpt this article? which is the cover story. This article has been on the boil for quite some time. I've been just working, hearing straight pieces of information and, you know, storing them. And uh, we were looking at the right time to do the story. Since we had a senior uh, leadership change in Tata Telecom, we thought that maybe this is a news take for us to write the story about right now. Otherwise, this was on the boil for maybe a couple of months. And uh, the 1800 megahertz spectrum that you spoke, you know, voice clarity will eventually come in any spectrum. It depends upon what is the kind of investment you put behind the spectrum to achieve that voice clarity. The most conducive spectrum for mobile telephony, which requires least amount of information to get voice clarity, is the 900 megahertz spectrum, which the early players like Bharti and Vodafone mm -hmm. and Idea Cellular having good amounts and therefore the initial investment to achieve that voice clarity is much much lower than say for a Tata or someone else who has an 1800 megahertz spectrum right. because they will have to put twice as much as infrastructure spending to achieve the same voice clarity and if their network gets loaded they have to further invest to get the voice clarity. And that's why, you know, 1800 is not the most efficient or the most desirable spectrum that a mobile company can have if 900 is available. Got it. Where do you see personally, uh, with your experience of covering this sector, how can Tata make profits over time? Will it be in the black because it doesn't have the first more advantage? It doesn't have the best quality spectrum for voice clarity, for instance, at least at the moment? And uh, they have not gone all out, unlike Reliance or other players. They have been half-hearted in their policies. And also, Mr. Ratan Tata blames some of the regulators for their current spate. So, will they ever make profits? The regulation has, at various points of time, been handled by different sort of people. There has been a discontinuity in regulation, which is perhaps the most important thing that would solve some of the fundamental problems for the group. It is not that it will solve all the problems of the group, therefore they have to address their business aspects separately. Mm -hmm. So if you divide the two important things for the business to be in the black, the need for you know, regulatory continuity, which I think is now being addressed by the telecom minister Kapil Sibal, who is saying that he will even out all the anomalies in the policies to make it a level playing field for everyone. He bought in the MNP mobile number portability as soon as he came in. That's a good sign that he is going to do what he says. Right. The second is the business aspect, which is 
as you said, there were some issues about it, and therefore you would tend to believe. But if you look at the recent number addition in the GSM business, they seem to be getting some things right to get the numbers, to get the focus, and they've got the last CEO, uh, Anil Sardana, was there for almost three and a half years, and um, he sort of set the leadership tone for the Tata Tele Services, which was in there earlier. So with uh, Sardana and the latest person, Srinath, they have sort of charted out a leadership program for the Tata Tele Services, and therefore one big issue is taken care of. Now what they really have to do is that they have got 40 million customers in the GSM business. They have a profitable CDMA business because they did some book entry some years back to take the losses of the book, and therefore the CDMA business is now profitable. Whether the incremental customers that they bring to the table are profitable is something that will determine whether the Tata business is profitable or not. If you acquire a customer for 100 rupees, a prepaid customer for 100 rupees, and if he doesn't stay with you till he actually makes you that 100 rupee back, mm -hmm. then it's going to be a problem because Tata is now acquiring those customers who are very, very low down in the, the usage in usage terms, and therefore they don't give much revenue. So they have to slowly build these customers, get them on, try and uh, you know, evolve ways of keeping them on board mm -hmm. so that they stick around with them for long enough to make each customer profitable. Like, for example, they had the per-second billing, which really got them a huge number of customers. True, but then uh, almost every other player started to offer that. So then I think yeah, that sure. some of it got nullified over time, hey, perhaps. This will constantly happen in telecom. But what they have to do is they have to keep on innovating. The second thing is that they have to somehow use their services, the Docomo brand name, which has got a lot of clout in the 3G space, mm -hmm. to attract 3G users with applications that will, you know, drive the business. So Docomo is really, really famous for 3G applications in Japan. It's one of the most successful companies. And I don't think any other company, except perhaps Vodafone, has that capability of offering evolved 3G services and knows how to manage customers using 3G services. And therefore, they have an advantage that nobody else has today with Docomo as the partner to launch 3G and broadband services. They have to somehow capitalize on this and get really the big users on board saying that we will give you 3G services that you've never experienced before. That's a great option for them right now. So how they use it to attract and retain customers will be another step in, say, how they will make money. So in other words, this is more like if you stay long enough in this uh, industry and keep doing incremental innovations. It, it's more like, you know, in test match cricket, they say that if a batsman stays long enough on the crease, then over time he can start scoring runs. So I think Tata Docomo has been doing that for a while. And yeah. uh, like you mentioned in 3G, now this, this part, I really didn't know if uh, 3G would be viewed with suspicion or with uh, enthusiasm by someone like Tata Docomo. But I think you've clarified that point that they've done well in a place like Japan. So they might borrow some of it and recreate that in India too. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, profitability is a fast-moving target. So the incremental innovation, the incremental profitability per customer will have to be done as of tomorrow. So, it, you know, it can't be done two months ahead because other players like Uninor, uh, which also came to GSM space along with the Tata Group, has managed to get on a good number of customers on board, and there are people who are saying that the service is good. So they have competition from new players also biting them. Right. right. It's qu quite a 
complicated businesses I mean, for anyone to be in. Too many loose ends like you mentioned in your concluding paragraphs. Thanks a yeah. lot, Suri, for your time. It was great having you. Thanks, Avishek. Thanks, Avishek. And yeah. for all you listeners out there, please pick this issue which talks about uh, Tata and its uh, challenges that it has to face in the telecom business. And you can also listen to this podcast on the Forbes India website. That's business.in.com as well as theindicast.com. And before we leave, uh, you can subscribe to the Forbes India magazine by messaging Forbes to 51818. That's 51818. Thanks, Suri. Thanks again. Thanks, Abhishek.